Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Lamed Dalit, number 34 in Sukkot. We learned for a four shlem for Yosef Asriel Ben Chaim Michal. <coughs> At the end of the Gemara yesterday, we mentioned Esunatias. I just want to briefly say what that is. Rabbi Yochanan said that, um, uh, how do we know our Rabbas? Uh, we were talking, the Gemara said that uh, uh, there's different kinds of Rabbas, different kinds of willows are kosher, not only the kind that grow on a tree, uh, that grow on a tree near a brook, but even the kind that grow in the mountains, not the tzavtsa, but uh, some mountain time, kinds or kinds that grow on a regular uh, tree field, not in a brook. Um, so either you learn it from arve, because there's arve plural, different kinds, but if you say that arve means one for the lulav or one for the Beis Hamikdash, because you hold that arabas that are taken like on Hashanah Rabbah or during Sukkot and they put on the Mizbeach, those are for, those are learned from the Pasuk. How do they know Arabas? That's Allah al Moshe Messinai. Ravasi had said at the top of the page, Rabbi Yochanan, Esr Natiyas Arabu Nisichamayim Allah Moshe Messinai. So we're going to talk about Arabas and Nisichamayim in the later Prakim of this Masechet. But Esr Natiyas was the Halacha, and I mention it now because we're in the month before Shemitah year, and the Halacha is that you're supposed to add on to Shemitah, meaning you're not supposed to plow or do any work in the field even now, 30 days before. Shemitah before Rosh Hashanah, but there's a halach Sinai that if you have 10 young sampling trees within an area of 2,500 amas, 50 by 50, meaning that's the normal amount that they need for nourishment, you're allowed to plow under that field up until Rosh Hashanah of Shemitah so that they shouldn't dry up. So that Allah of Rasunatias is one of the things that Allah Mashmi Sinai, like Aravas, according to the way we hold that Aravas Allah Mashmi Sinai, and Nisachamayim's Allah Mashmi Sinai. So the Gemara here mentions it back in Dafchav Ches Rashi already uh, summarized, sort of speak, many of the Allah Mashmi Sinai. We said there's many, there's over 30, maybe 40, 50 Allah Mashmi Sinai that we uh, Rashi back in Chav Ches had mentioned Allah Mashmi Sinai, good. The idea that we extend the uh, the partition up or down, love it, that if it's within less than three tfachim, according to the Rabbanam, that's considered attached. Dofanakuma, the kind of thing that we learned about in uh, in um, the uh, curved wall uh, in the first couple of prakim, we talked about the sukkah itself, that if it's within four amos, uh, even if you have a roof over an area within four amos of the side of the wall, you consider the roof as part of the curved wall. That's all Lachosh Misinai as are Shi'urin, all the Shi'urim, Kezayis, Kebeitz, etc., Chatzitzin, the Halachas of Chatzitzah, Mechitzah, what's it considered, Mechitzah, Esunatiyah, Sarab, and Sichmam, all these things, Rashi mentions there are eight, nine different Halachal Mashmi Sinai, and here we mention three of them. Tanur Rabbanu, we're at the fifth line, on Daf Lamed Dalet, where we left off yesterday. Tanur Rabbanu, Arve Nochal, it says that, what are the Arabas, the willows that we're talking about? We've talked about the Hadassim, and we talked about the Lulav, now we're talking about the Arabas. These Arabas are called the willows of the brook. Hagdel Salonach, they grow on the brook. Pratlet Tzavtzafa, excluding the Tzavtzafa. We said that Tzavtzafa yesterday is in 171. The picture on 171, there's a, a picture of the um, illustration of the Tzavtzafa. That's a uh, kind of a willow which is not kosher. We'll explain with the details in a few minutes. Hagdela ben Rabbi grows among the mountains. It doesn't mean that all things, so it's called a mountain willow because it grows among the mountains, but at the end of yesterday's da'af, on the last line, it said, um, if he grows on a tree that's not near a brook, like in a field, over shel horim, 
or mountainous willows. That says those are okay. How do you know that? So even though the Tzavzafah is sometimes translated as a, as a mountain willow, and it says here, it grows among the mountains, Rashi had pointed out in the last line in Rashi on yesterday's page, on Ahmed Bey's, there's different kinds of mountain willows. There's a mountain willow which is kosher, and there's a tzavzafah which is no good. Amr of Zeyra, my car, where do you see this from the Pusik? Pusik says, in Yecheskel, Hashem was giving us like a tochacha. Hashem said, Kach al-mayim rabim. I put you, I took, I gave you root on many waters, so to speak, that I gave you a solid foundation, but tzavzafah samo, but you turned it, you, they set it into a tzavzafah. They should say, I gave you something good, and you turned it into something bad. Amr Abaya, Vidilma Fresh Kavash, how do you know that's the shot in the Pusik? Maybe simply explaining what, what, what is a tzavzafah, a kach al-mayim rabim, what takes root on many waters, meaning something that's good? My new tzafzafa. So the Gemara says, "In Cain, my summer." What's the last? What's the last word there? If it would just say "kachamayim rabim," is a tzafzafa that I can understand. But it says "tzafzafa summer." You turned it. They turned it into a tzafzafa, something bad, and that makes sense. That Shara, like Rashi explains, because there we're talking about the tochacha. So it's a tochacha. So. Uh, uh, the one that was Hashem said it's it's, it's a bad thing. The bechokhen and mecheskel. Hashem was giving us uh, was telling us something that uh, Hashem related to him that something that's bad. I gave you something good and you turned it into something bad. That's an indication that tzafzafah is something that's bad. Hashem said, something that is placed, something that is takes root on many waters. arava willow, which is good. They made themselves like a tzavzava, a bad willow that grows in the mountains. Again, there's a good kind of willow in the mountains too, but this tzavzava is the bad one. Some say that it wasn't like the, a brysa that said, how do we know this? Uh, Rav Zeyra said, what's the pasuk? And then Abai asked him the question, maybe it's an explanation, but rather the, the brysa itself had explained this pasuk of kachamayim rabim, or the Mishnah had said that, like Ramasdisa, as if the Mishnah had explained that, the Ramasdisa, uh, the Tan of the Mishnah, Gufe, in other words, the Tan of the Mishnah itself had said uh, that, how do we know that Tzavzafah is no good? The Mishnah mentioned that, and it said that, the Mishnah said that Tzavzafah is no good, and the Mishnah itself had quoted this pasuk. Uh, it's the same idea, but not that Rav Zeira brought down the Pasuk, but rather the Mishnah said the Pasuk. That's how we know Tzavzva is bad, and that's why it's puzzle. Mask Rav Zeira, so Rav Zeira then asked the question, not that Abai asked the question, but Rav Zeira asked the question, maybe the Pasuk is simply explaining what is a Tzavzva? What is that? What is a good willow that grows in many waters? That's a Tzavzva. Okay, if, that's, if that's the case, what would be the word Samo? Uh, Summer doesn't make any sense. He placed it. it. It only makes sense if you translate it as to say, "Kachamayim Rabbim, I I made you take root on many waters, and you have turned that into a tzafzafah." So this is all part of the Bible. The only difference is that it wasn't Rav Zeira who said the pasuk and Abai asked the question, but rather the Mishnah quoted the pasuk. Rav Zeira then asked the question in place of Abai, and the Gemara answers it anonymously. No, M.K. my summer. Omer Bavu, but Ravu is the same idea. Ravu said, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I said, the Bresol will be like me, like a plant that takes root on many waters, set, taking root on many waters. Am I near Arava? That's an, a, 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 that's a willow. They be themselves like a tzafzafa, a bad willow that grows in the mountains. So here we tell us the 
the description of what's a good one, what's a bad one. And we have an araba, the stem is red, and it has an elongated, a long leaf, and its edge is very smooth. As you're looking at 171, it's got a white stem, and the leaf is roundish, and its, and its uh, edge is similar to a sickle, right? It's a rough edge, a serrated edge. If it's like a sickle, it's kosher. If it's like a saw, that's no good. A magal has, its teeth are slanted, facing the handle, whereas a, a saw, a regular saw, has the teeth straight down. Right, they're they're straight down. They're they're all like you know even across, like it's like like teeth. So its teeth are straight down. But it says over here that if it's similar to a sickle, it's okay. This that we say that was okay is by a chilfagila who basically has the leaves have the other characteristics of a regular willow, except it has a serrated edge. And that chilfagila Rashi says that's okay. What is that? It's a kind of a willow that's kosher, but it, it does have a serrated edge. But the uh, 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 other aravas uh, are uh, have a smooth edge. But the chilfagila has a serrated edge. But it doesn't. It's not a tzafzafa. Tzafzafa is round and it's got a white stem. A chilfagila is uh, has a serrated edge, and it's all. But it's kosher. But it has the other characteristics of, of one. And in uh, in uh, the language of the Jews, it's called. Uh, you've heard this before. It's called zegelach. It has zegelach. It means it's a serrated edge. That's a common thing. That's called. Uh, it's called uh, zegelach. In any case, the chilfagila is okay. It's kosher. Okay. So Omar chilfagila kosher. You see over here, it says the mission. The Bryce says if it's similar to a sickle, it's okay. And you said not similar to a sickle as in the Tzavzafah in 171, but rather just that it's got the serrated edges with the other qualities of a good Arava. So he says it's kosher Lashan. It's good for use for Oshanas. Again, Lashana is here is used in general. Oshanas, when we say Oshanas, it does means whether it's the, you know, it's very common to call Aravas today Oshanas, but we saw the Gemara called before Hadassim also Oshanas. It means kosher to use uh, on, when we say Oshana on Sukkot. So cheat isn't it obvious? You just said that the uh, brisa that said that it's domelamagul is kosher. That's a chilfagila, so it's kosher. the same halvislashem. I might think since it's got a proper name, it's not called an arava. It's called a chilfagila. I might think therefore alone kosher. It's not good kamash malon that it's goken. Why should it be okay if it's got a proper name? It answers arvenachal marchmanim mikomakom. As we said before, all kinds of willows are okay. Arvenachal means willows of the brook. But we said even if it grows on a tree not near a brook, like in Kurt's yard, where we use his aravas on on uh, sukkahs, and he's mezaka uh, the rabbim, may he do that for many many years, uh, or the ones that grow in a mountain, right? Maybe this is maybe we're in a mountain too, right? Grows on a mountain as long as it's not a tzavzafa, that's okay. Amr Chista. So because we have these different names, and he mentioned chilfagila. So he says, you know what? The honey plus the Gemara is brought down elsewhere. We had it before in Shabbos. There are three things. From the time the Mikdash was destroyed, I'm not sure why this happened, if it just happened or the Chacham did it on purpose, but the, their names got interchanged. In other words, what used to be called A is called B, and what was called B is called A. And he gives examples. What are they? Chalafta Araf Arvasa. Now, we don't mean the Chilfagila when he says Chalafta. When we mean Chalafta, we mean the Tzavtzafa. 
So he says, what used to be called the Chalafta is now called the Arava, and what's called the Arava is called Chalafta. Now, we don't have that today. We call Arava an Arava, right? But the Chalafta that he's talking about over here uh, is not the Chalafagil, but rather the Tzavtzafah. He says, so in their time, I guess Rav Chista said, in his time, what they call the Arava is no good one because uh, the, 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 the words got switched around. And what's called, what used to be called the, uh, the, um, the Chalafta, right, is now called the Arava. So that's what used to be called the Chalafta, which is the Tzavtzafa, is now called the Arava, which means Arava is no good. And what's called, what used to be called the Arava is now called the Chalafta. So technically, and as what do you want to use? You want, as today you want to ask for a Chalafta or a Tzavtzafa in his time. Obviously, it doesn't make sense today, but in his time, the Chalafta, which was originally the word for, for the Tzavtzafa, is now called the Arava, and that would be okay. Similarly, Shipura Chatzosras, a shofar, which is a curved, uh, which is a curved ram's horn, um, uh, got switched around with Chatzosras, which is a straight horn or a, like a silver, a, a trumpet. So he says, again, in his time, they switched around the words. If you want to get a kosher shofar, you've got to ask for a chatzotzros. Interesting, right? That's, again, we don't have that today. What do you got to use? Similarly, psurta, a small table, was, uh, got interchanged with a psur, with a big table. And a psur, psurta, another, it used to be called the big table, it's not called the small table, and vice versa. If you want to buy a table and you want a long one, you better ask for a psurta for what used to be called the small one if you want to get a big one. And, and the dealers have to deal accordingly because you go according to Lashem Adam, just like by, by Nidarim, we find you go by the Lashem Adam or Mechem you can't say, um, I want a book. You know, wh- what book? You know what I mean? Or if, if, if they call a certain thing, today it's called this, it used to be called something else, but you have to go by what goes today. That's, that, that's how things work. Omer Afani Omer, I'll give you other examples also. Bekasi of Lila. We hand in Chulim. Bekasi is the second stomach, and Huvlila is the first stomach. The first stomach is very thin. The if you put a pin through there, that's definitely a trefa. Uh, the uh, the other stomach, the thicker stomach, the second stomach is thicker. It's got a very thick wall. So if there's a pin in there, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's punctured all the way through and that it's trefa. So he says Bekasi used what used to be called Bekasi is now called Huvlila, and Huvlila what's we what used to be called Huvlila is now called the Bekasi. So, if you find a needle in the wall of the, of the Beisakosos, so you should know if what's called Beisakosos today is really the Uvlila, and therefore it's no, it's, it's no good. So Rashi points out in the last line of Rashi, they should have got a very thick What they call today Beisakosos is really the first one, which, is the, which is the, used to be called Uvlila, which is a very thin wall. It used to be called Uvlila, but today... What's called today uvlila is the second stomach, and the second stomach it all depends if it's if it's punctured all the way through or not. So that's the fourth example. And Rabbi Yosef Zafani Omer, I'll give you another example. Bubble bursa bursa bubble, right? What used to be called bubble is now called bursa, and vice versa. Mainaf kimina legite nashim, gitna nashim. What does gitna nashim mean? Remember, we learned gitna mitzvah. We'll learn it again. We learned it before a few years ago. Says I may be getting dinos him for being getting dinos him. You have to say funny nechta, funny nechta. Remember, there's machlokas in Abayim Rava on days and days over there. What's the reason? Either because, but in Eretz Yisrael you don't have to, right? If you give from dinos him, say funny nechta, funny nechta. Why? Because 
There's no aid either because ain't became lishma and chutzlas they're not became lishma. So you want to make sure that it was done lishma. And the other reason is because it's ain't edim sum because people don't travel from chutzlaretz uh, to Eretz Yisrael like now. <laughs> they don't want to come because they'll have to be in bidud for seven days, right? So uh, they couldn't travel in those days, right? So uh, so therefore you have to say before that for nechdem, but. If you brought a get in Eretz Yisrael from Haifa to Yerushalayim, you don't have to because you can always find Adam to confirm, you know, to confirm that it's okay. And also, um, the Bekim Lishman Eretz Yisrael. What about Bavel? So Bavel was a place of Tamnechachamim, and they were learned, and they used to travel from Bavel and, and Eretz Yisrael. So the Gemara over there says that Bavel is like Eretz Yisrael. If they bring a get from Bavel, they also don't have to say, because there's always Adam traveling back and forth. There's always people traveling. You can find Adam. And because they're Bakian of the Shema. Okay, that was when it's Bavel. But Borsif, which was a neighboring town next to Bavel, I'm not sure if Bavel means the country or the city, but in any case, the Borsif, they weren't learned there, and there you have to say So he says, yeah, that was the bubble of old was learned, and Bursa was not. But now they've switched around the names. What used to be called Bubble is now called Bursa. What used to be called Bursa is now called Bubble, and therefore the, the opposite is true. If today, if you, today in his time, if you came from Bursa, you don't have to say Bafana you came from Bubble, you do. So the Nafkamidas are talking about the names were interchanged. You know, I don't know if it was only at that time, but we don't find that in the, you know, he, they testified that the names were interchanged, but only maybe it was only for a period of time, and it didn't uh, it didn't continue till today. Says the Mishnah, how many we've talked about the lulav, the adas, and the arabas? How many of each? So Rabbi Shmuel says shlosh adasim, meaning three adasim, shte arabos, two arabos, right? Because it says the pasuk says again. Let's look at the pasuk carefully. The pasuk says lekachtem lechem bayom arishon pre eitz hadar. Kapast marim, the anaf eats avos, a branch, the arve nochal. So arve is certainly plural. Anaf eats avos, we're going to see, do you need more than one? So Bishmal says you need three. Three adasim, mishteya ravos. Lulav echad esrig echad. Everybody agrees in one lulav, one esrig. Afilu shnaim ketumim. Now, talking about that adasim, that you need three. So Bishmal says even if three have the tops cut off or severed, the echad ain't no katum, one's not, that's okay too. So Gemara is going to ask, I understand, if katum is no good, like the Mishnah said before, because what, Arava, Zula, or if it's Niktam Rosho, it's no good as Psula, if it's no good because it's no longer Hadar, so why do you say if two are, no, if two are cut off and one is okay, it's okay, and what do, you, what do you need the two for? If they're no good, what do you need two for? Do you only need one? And if, if you need one at least to be kosher, so why shouldn't the other two have to be kosher? This is not clear what Bishmal means. Even if they're all three cut off. We see what Tarfin says, Priyat's Hadda is going on the Estrug, but you don't need that on the, on the uh, Hadassim. So uh, he says, Afilu Shlashing Tumim. Rabbi Kiva Omer Kashem Shilulu Echad Estrug. Just like Lulub and Echad are one each. Kachadas Echad Varabach. It's the same thing, Hadas and Rabba also. All you need is one. However, the Mepharshim, as we'll see in the Gemara, Mepharshim explained that even Rabbi Kiva says you only need one of each, it's still nicer to have, like Rabbi Shmuel says, three Adasim and two Arabas. That's, uh, that's also makes the mitzvah nicer, as I can even there. Tanya, Rabbi Shmuel over that's Echad. Priyetzadar, one, Esrog. How do we know Priyetzadar is one? We'll talk about Esrog in, at the end of Daraf today in the next two days. Uh, but basically, it's Allah Mashmisina. We have a Kabbalah that Priyetzadar is the Esrog. Talk about it. Uh, it's how we had before Hadar Mishana Lashana, 
there's various hints. It stays, it's a, it's a kind of fruit that exists, stays on the tree for more than one year, and it's a tam eats over priya shava. All those are nice hints, but basically we know that it's the Esra because we have this Kabbalah. So priya tzadar, echa, that's one. Kapas tamarim, how many palm branches, how many uh, palm branches do we need? Also, echad. Anaf eats avos shalosh, shlosha, three. Okay, that's what Rabbi Shmuel said at the beginning. <clears throat> then he says on that dasm, even if two are cut off, two are severed, that's okay. We're going to have a kash on him. What does he mean by that? If they're, if they're no good, so then you, what's the point of having the two that are cut off? And if uh, you need them, if you need all of them to be good, so why should why should it, why is it okay if if two out of the three are no good? You need three, but even if they're all cut off, that's okay too. So we'll see what does that mean. Rabbi Kiva Omer, Kshem Shulav Echad Esrog. It's like in the Mishnah, Kshem Shulav Echad Esrog, Echad Kachad Achas. So basically, this part of the Brisa didn't tell us much more than the Mishnah. That's really what the Mishnah just as Priyat Sadar Achad just mentioned the Posik, but it's basically the same thing. Amalur Blazer Blazer said like this. Now, what about, before we get into the detail of, we already said how many you have to have, or Bekivus is one of each, and Tarfin says, no, it's one, one, three, and two, but they could all be cut off, and Rishmol says, it's one, one, three, and two, but two, at least one out of the three has to be a, a kosher one, not severed. Okay, what about tying them together? Rav says, listen, I might think the Esrog also has to be tied together in one binding, Bukhudachas. Amrit, if that's the case, Pasuk says, Priyets Hadar, period. That's the Esrog. Kapas Tamarim, the Lulav, Ve'anaf Eitzavas, Ve'arvedacho, indicating that the Lulav has to be tied together with the Adasim and the Aravos, but not the Esrog. Priyets Hadar, Ve'kapas Tamarim, the Lulav, Ela Kapas, it says Kapas, the Lulav talks about the Esrog, and then it says Kapas with the Lulav, not connect, there's no Vav, Connecting the Lulu with the Esrog, Elakapas. Umenayin Shem Akman says, so How do we know all four? All four are considered one mitzvah. We say we take the Lulav, you take the Esrog, whatever you call it, you know, we bench Lulav, right? We say bench the Lulav. The Esrog is the beautiful one out of them, but still, the, the uh, you know, the, the Lulav are like a dime a dozen. The, the, the Esrog is what goes for a lot of money, but still, they're all considered one mitzvah. Shemachman says, so how do we know that without one, you don't, the other ones are no good? Take them, take tam, take it complete. It's got to be all four. When he say, it's all one thing. It's got to be complete. Therefore, it's all one mitzvah. Bishmol, now we're going to Bishmol. Bishmol said, if he says you have to have complete ones, he can't be severed. All three have to be complete, have to be non-severed. Elo boy shlem. If you don't need them to be complete, afilu chad namilo. So why do you, why do you have to say one has to be complete and the other two not? Amr bira bira was a chacham. Amr bira amr avami chazar Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel retracted his opinion. What does it mean? He retracted his opinion. Mitchilas varu machasha bechad umiyu harder boy. He says you don't really need three, right? You don't really need three. You really need one. But the one has to be harder. The one has to be has to be non severed. Has to be complete. So therefore. Uh, therefore, he, he, he says not, he comes out saying one, one Lulav, one Esrog, one Hadas, right? One Hadas. The other ones you could have there just to make it look nicer, you know, fill, fill it up. But uh, you need one good Hadas and two Aravas. So that's what he says at the end. Whereas Reb Tarfin says you have to have three, you have to have one, one, three, and two, but they could be cut off because you don't need Hadar there. And Rabbi Kiva says one of each is good enough. 
Listen to this. Even if the arabas, even if the adas rather was cut off at the top, it's okay. It's kosher. Shmuel goes according to his reasoning. Shmuel told the people who sell the hadasim. You know, so they they uh, they know there's a big demand. So sometimes they would do a little what they call price gouging in English. Ashvu, make them even. There's vinu. Sell them at a good price. Don't start taking advantage of them, right? Don't start taking advantage of them. Ashvu Sell them all for the same. I'll tell them, don't make them, don't be, don't uh, charge too much money because uh, they're asking, you know, if they're asking for three, you're going to, you know, you charge by the piece, right? So they ask for three, you're going to get a lot of money. He says, you're going to get a lot of money. You're going to just, oh, since they need three, there's a big demand. So you're going to charge more money. He says, no, 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 no. You know, don't, don't overcharge. The low, if you don't, if you start charging too much for the adasim, darishnal chukrab tarfan, al darshnal chukrab tarfan, right? Darshnal chukrab tarfan, that all you need is one kosher one. That's what tarfan said. You don't even need one kosher one. You could, they could all be, they could all be cut off. Al darshnal chukrab tarfan, not like a bishmol that says you need one kosher one. Al darshnal chukrab tarfan says you could have three, all three could be cut off. It's a lot, it's a lot easier to find ones that are, so to speak, puzzle. I'll tell you the like with Tarshan, like a Tarfan, that that doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be a complete one. It could be cut off too, and he doesn't need Hadar for the uh, Hadassah. My time. If you're telling me, why, what are you going to parse like a Tarfan? Because he's making and he says, uh, you could, you could, you don't, you don't even need one of them to be uh, kosher. You could have all three that are cut off. So, Lidrush Lukur Bekiva, that's Bekiva, the Makel Tfei, who says, even more than he says, you don't even need three, all you need is one. The answer is it's easier. It's easier to find three that are cut off that are missing part of part of the, the missing the top. It's easier to find three that are cut off than one that is complete. So he says, if not, I'll dash like a tarfan. You can't just threaten them with something which is not la lochalamaisa. The answer is Rabbi Shmuel holds that the Allah is like, and that's the Allah like of tarfan. Even though we say that you need three adasa, three adasim that are, uh, and we said before. That adas that are that is uh, cut off niktam rosho. In the Mishnah before we said niktam rosho. It's puzzle, right? The halacha is like Reb Tarfan that if niktam tosho, it's still okay. But you need three. But you don't need hadar. But you need still need three because you need a, a, a plural amount. That's the kabbalah that they had. That you have three of three adasim and two aravas. And what about an esrog? Esrog a guzzle by yavesh puzzle shalashev shanachas puzzle. So this part of the Mishnah is just like we said by Adasim, by Aravas, and by the Lulav. If it's stolen, it's no good. It's a chasarn and lachem. And if it's the other days of Yontif, it's a chasarn in Mitzvah Vavera. If it's dried up, it's not Hadar, by Yavish Pasel. Shel Asher, Dachas, is also Pasel because it doesn't have the shear, right? You have to be destroyed. Shel Arla, now we're going to talk about things that are specific to to uh, Esrog, like I mentioned yesterday, the reason the Mishnah doesn't, you don't have one Mishnah describing them all is because each one has a certain uh, halacha which doesn't apply to the others. Let's say you have Arla. You don't have Arla of leaves and things like that. Arla is only on fruits, right? Of a fruit-bearing tree. So shall Arla puzzle, if it's all, you don't have enough from it, so you can't use it. Ask me Lachem, something you could have enough from. Shall Trumatmeh also puzzle, because you can't have enough from Trumatmeh. You can't eat it. You can't, a coin can't eat it. Even if your grandson's a coin, you can't, he can't eat it. Shall truma tahora loyita? You shouldn't take it for truma tahora. Now truma tahora, what's wrong with that? It's not truma is not osur bahana. It's osur uh, for uh, non kohen to eat. But a truma, but it's so if if you can give it to your grandson, you could eat. You could have enough from it. Why can't? Why is truma tahora? Because the Gemara will explain. Because we'll talk. See the Gemara mentioned in the last couple of days that the truma 
uh, since the esrog is stored with the lulav and the lulav is usually stored in water overnight to keep it fresh, you're going to make it possibly, you're going to be machshur the, uh, uh, the esrog from Makabal Tumah by getting it wet. And if it's more like it, once it's, once it's Makabal Tumah and it's truma, it's puzzle. So therefore, nobody could eat it. So therefore, we say you shouldn't use a truma to over one, but if you did use it, you'll have to have enough from it, and therefore, it's kosher. Shel demai, demai is that you got it from an Amar, who is a suffolk if he gave miser or not. Truma they give, but miser is a suffolk. So they shall post them because, you know, you're not supposed to have enough from it until you give, until you make it uh, non-demai, you give miser from it. Whereas Basil says it's kosher, machshirim, because if an ani or a, a traveler, an ani or whatever, people tra- tra- traveling, uh, troops, whatever, could use demai, so therefore it's kosher. Outside of Yishalayim, you don't have to have enough from Yishalayim, you've got to bring Yishalayim. So outside of Yishalayim, you can't use it at all. But in Yishalayim, again, lo yitzel for the same problem, because you might bring it to become tameh by storing it with the lulav in the water, and you, you shouldn't use it nothing. But if you did, it's kosher as long as it's in Yerushalayim. Outside of Yerushalayim, you can't. Because outside of Yerushalayim, you can't have a no. Rashi says here, um, It's not roy for you outside of Yerushalayim. Let's say a boil-like, uh, boil-like, boil-like uh, scar uh, was, was on the esrog, on most of the esrog. That's no good. Now we're looking here at number... Uh, and 172, 173, and 174 in the in the pictures. The pictures, of course, describe in 172, we see the pitum, which is the top edge, the top point, and the ukits, which is the stem, the bottom, where it grows from the, where it's attached to the tree. 173 shows nizdak, if it's like cracked or split in the middle there. And then 174 is what we just mentioned now. Also, chazazas, if there's like a, a little scar there, like a boil sticking out. So if it's on most of the uh, esrog, that's no, also chazaz zaruba, or not the muscle, or the pitam was removed, right? If it grew with the pitam and it was taken off. Or nikla, if it was peeled, nistak, if it was cracked or split. If it was punctured, punctured in a way something is missing, something came out of it, that's puzzle. But also chazaz so if there's only scars on the minority of the esrog, or not to or if the stem was removed, or nikiv lo there was a hole in it, but nothing came out, nothing was missing. Lo chaser kalshu, kasher is kasher. Esrogat kushi pasul. If it came from the land of Kush, it was black. That's why it came from there, and it was also the shachor. It's, it's black. That's pasul. Vayarok kasi if it's as green as leeks. Uh, Rabbi Meir says that's kosher. Rabbiuda pasul. We pasul If it's that green, it's no good. Again, it's a chasarin in in uh, hadar. Shiresik. How how big should it be? So the minimal amount is hakushira. So cotton remeir says could go as as large as a nut. Rebuda Omer kabeitz. Again, we pass like Rebuda. Usually machlux Rebuda and remeir pass like Rebuda. So we pass like Rebuda that if it's green as leeks, he said we have many green ones today, a light green. But if it's as green as leeks, that's not good. And Rebuda says also if it's this this the minimal shear is Rebuda says kabeitz like a it's got to be the size of an egg. Smaller than that is is, is possible. What's the maximum shear? Rabbi says, enough that you can keep two in one hand. Two in some of the gears, meaning the lulav and the asrug, but the pashpira shnaim, you can have two in one hand. We'll see why, so that you can, if you have to switch hands or turn it around, you'll be able to without dropping. Even if they're so big, you see these gigantic esrogim, I don't know what they're called, kind of esrogim, uh, that they, teimanim uh, or whatever, that they're very big, uh, that they're so large that you need. 
uh, two hands to hold one. He says that's kosher. But again, Pashim Shad is, I mean, here at Paskins, like apparently like Yossi, but so the, the, the maximum shear maybe we don't go, but the minimum shear we hold, like a view that's got to be at least the shear of a kabetza. So um, I just wanted to mention, yeah, so la halacha, but as far as how many you have to have, even Rabbi Kiva, who says that it's one of each, one lulav, one esrig, one. Uh, one hadasim, one arava. He still says lemaisa. You should have three hadasim and two aravas. That's the that's the uh, hadar. Right, we'll pick up from the gemara mitzvah tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. Call to.